Reasonable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay in the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. native and 65% non-native. Those are census figures. So I have to do a little bit of civics for everybody because here's my other raise your hand part. Who had a civics class in high school? Did your civics class include municipal government? It's less than 20 hands. You would get explained federal, maybe a touch of state. And if you're really, really in a great class, you get that local level. Most of us stop at federal and state. Yeah, almost never. Uh, Lynn Tipton from the Florida League of Cities given a presentation on uh, incorporating or not Perdido. Just, and she wasn't advocating. She was just ex- explaining the process and answering questions. Fabulous presentation. Very informative. Uh, we are Perdido, of course. We had Stephen Brentro on the show. God, what? Back in back last year when he was first starting to look into this and before well, he was going to present. I guess so. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a while ago. It was yeah. right after he presented it to the, um, uh, the delegation when they were having their meeting because he didn't want to you know leapfrog his own announcement so mm-hmm. we had him on like the next day or right after that and we talked with him about this He's a bunch super well spoken yeah like very very sharp guy so um this i thought this in and of itself aside from all the mechanics of you know f- doing incorporation or not this one observation was so brilliant simply because you know 65 percent of the people are not from florida which means that they don't necessarily have that indigenous understanding of florida government structure, political subdivisions at all. Not necessarily that people who live here do either, to be fair, right? Uh, But even if you had, and we all did, a good civics class, assuming you had one of some kind, um, what did you have to know to pass it? Well, probably what you had to know was there are three branches of government. There is the legislative and executive and a judicial. And Don't forget balance of power. There is a checks and balances and a bill of rights and a, a constitution. It's a, you know, uh, uh, this is different from the Declaration of uh, Independence. You know, like that's, you know, what did you have to know, really? You had to know, like, Schoolhouse Rock. I'm only a bill. Like, you know, basics, Right. But did you know, for example, you know, how committees and filed bills work in, say, even the state legislature in Tallahassee? Probably not. Do you know how the city council in Pensacola or Gulf Breeze or Milton, and they're all different, work? Do you know how the county commission works in either county? Do you know how, you know, like, that's the stuff that matters. I mean, when you're thinking about what affects your life, look, we, we love to follow political theater at the federal level. Because we don't have royalty, and so basically we have celebrities and national politics, right? That's our Mexican soap operas. We like to follow that. It doesn't really make much difference in your life. And, Andrew, this stuff really matters. (laughs) I mean, you know, when was the last time something that was done by Congress really mattered? Well, you don't understand inflation. Oh, okay, no fair. It's not a zero. But... The things that mostly affect your life are like road maintenance and garbage schedules and is the water clean, right? 
That's the stuff that, and that's the stuff that you're, and you know, is the park clean? That's the city council, county commission, right? Those are the things that make decisions that really affect your daily life, right? So the fact that people don't know how that stuff works is an indictment of the way our educational system neglects governmental instruction. I will, I will just, I'm not, not bragging on me. I'm actually showing I'm also ignorant. I had a double major in in college. Uh, My undergrad degree was political science and philosophy. I could not have told you how a city council was different from a county commission or was, and by the way, it's different all over the place, right? And that was kind of her point. You know about the, the, you know, international relations and you know about, you know, U.S. federal government, but you don't learn the other stuff. So she's right about that. Also, um, there are three layers of government that are all mandatory for everybody in the state of Florida. So Florida's constitution provides for four types of local government. And all of us are always in a county, which is the substate. The Florida Constitution says the county must be the substate and that every inch of Florida has to be in a county and that never goes away. You're also always in a school district. There's one for every county. It never goes away. You'll always be in a school district. Also, all of us are in at least one special district, which is a water management district. And then half of the state, right around 50%, lives in an incorporated city, town, or village, and the state doesn't care what you call it. They are all the same. And half of the uh, state lives unincorporated in just the county school board and the water management district and doesn't, or school district, and does not have an incorporated city around them authoritatively. So all of these things are fascinating. And even, like home rule and how that relates to the history of a different kind of government that we had in the state of Florida, which again, I know for some of you, you're like, duh, Andrew, you should have grown up here. Okay. I bet you I could go out on the street and find a hundred people who grew up here and not 5% of them know this stuff. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, by the way, I got a text in from a friend says, I love civic student voice. Andrew do that more. (laughs) I do not. It gave me nightmares. Let's get, since, since, since you're, since you're on the mic, uh, Candy, tell them about traffic. All right. Uh, watching uh, one area, and it looks like it is not a roadblock at the uh, Circle K at the, near the Moorings Apartments on Olive and Johnson. There's three uh, police cars there, but it looks like a crime scene. Uh, but, uh, and again, our news department is on that. Shemuckla Highway not showing any problems. Woodbine, Berry Hill Road looking in Milton not showing any problems. There are no slowdowns on Guernsey or Giddens Lane either. If you have traffic tips, please text 437-1620. News Radio 90. 2-3, informative, local, dependable. Some, dependable. Te- dependable. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was trying to be your civics teacher. There's a legislative and dependable. <laughs> so, <laughs> somebody somebody texted me in here, a very mean audience today. Somebody says, um, political science and philosophy. So isn't that like a double basket weaving degree? Yes. <laughs> anyway, but why why do you have to say it? I mean, God. Uh, <laughs> so I also learned how to carve cork. Four three seven sixteen twenty four. I took mortuary science and journalism. 20. Yeah, look, same hey, look, job. It made me great for being a bartender and a waiter. Um, back to uh, Lynn Tipton giving this presentation from the Florida League of Cities. Uh, this this again to me. The reason all this is important is because just knowing things is, is interesting, but also understanding the significance of how structures work. There was fabulous information in this presentation because people don't. They don't. If you've got a problem, what do you do? I, you know, Maybe you call the county. Maybe you call the city. Maybe you happen to know your commissioner or your city council member. But do you really know who's responsible for what? So many times. I can't tell you how many. I'm, my uh, my uh, political like elected official people and even my non-elected like administrative staff kind of people are going to amen this a thousand times as loud as they possibly can. People don't know the right person to call. 
And they call the wrong people all the time. <laughs> you know, fix this. I don't have any power to do that, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, all the time, right? Anyway, so the history in Florida of how we got to home rule, this is kind of fascinating. I have on the slide the notion of home rule. Home rule sounds like you make your rules at home, and it's an interesting shorthand. If I were to describe it to you in a way that rhymes, I would say it's local voices making local choices. Prior to home rule, Florida was a Dillon's rule state, which our neighbor to the north, South Carolina, is Dillon's rule. Their local governments wait three to five years for permission from the state to undertake a program or a project. And that's what Florida was until 1968. Home rule was put into the Constitution at that time and then codified by the state legislature in 1973. With that, it takes Dillon's rule and it flips it. And it says any county or municipality may enact the laws that it wishes, provided that that law does not conflict with state or federal law. So home rule is available only to a county or a municipality, not a school district and not a special district. Okay, all of that is amazing. There are places where your town can't do anything until they get permission from the state. And they got to wait a while. Whereas here... You know, Gulf Breeze, if they want to do something, they can do it as long as it's not unconstitutional, state and federal, as long as it doesn't violate state or federal law, which includes it has not been preempted away from them by the state, the primary way in which the state you know, prevents a local government from operating. But like your school board, they don't get to make law because that's all made by the Department of Education. I mean, that's all important stuff. And even somebody texts me and says, I bet the number one thing we don't know anything about is the water management district. I didn't even know we had one until just now. <laughs> no, but that's true. That's that. So this was really, really informative. And she went through talking about all of the reasons why you do. And I'll talk about that later on in the show. But if you want to listen, I wouldn't normally recommend, hey, go watch an hour long video. I'm just telling you that this was really fascinating, interesting, good educational stuff about not only this process, but just generally about government in Florida. And, uh, you know, I found, I found it fascinating. And, uh, you know, even even my absolutely terrible, atrocious um, Ben Stein <laughs> impression. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? I just, that was uh, great. So- In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Passed the Holly Smoot, anyone, Holly Smoot Tariff Act. 720 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hey, when your heater kicked on this season, did you get that awful burning smell? That smell is its accumulated dust and mold. The heater burns this nasty stuff off, and then the blower pushes it up into the ductwork. If you or your loved ones have allergies or breathing concerns, you know what I'm talking about. This is Todd St. Ors from Gulf Coast Air Care. We are the indoor air quality specialists. We have helped people for years with poor indoor air quality and air duct problems. At Gulf Coast Air Care, we can diagnose your issues and help you and your family be healthier, more comfortable, plus get a lower power bill. A clean furnace and heater and a clean and sealed duct system is the key to a healthy indoor environment. We can do a home performance test and inspection for you and show you exactly where the problem was located. And guess what? We do the repair work too. Call us at Gulf Coast Air Care at 934-2768 or on the internet at gulfcoastaircare.com. Get it, Sarah. Serious cleaning, Gulf Coast Air Care.
You know, you always hear me talking about Frontier Motors. You're Dave Ramsey talking about them. You see the bumper stickers, the license plate tags. You know, you drive by the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway and you see it. You say, why are they so great? Well, I'll just give you one example, okay? Um, I say they serve, okay? I say they serve the community. And you think, well, that's just a friend. No, I... I'm philosopher. I care about my words. I pay attention to them. Here's an example. When you go to buy a car, what you're going to look at is a price sheet that has everything, literally everything you will pay for the car, and then a number at the bottom of the page, tax, title, tags, everything, and that's the only number you ever talk about. There's no changing after you figure out that number. That's the number you're going to put on the check, okay? Then on the back attached to that page is a uh, Carfax report, and a Carfax is just the history of the vehicle maintenance and repair to the degree that the people doing the maintenance and repair reported it to Carfax, okay? Um, and that's why I always like to say, look, buying a used car from somebody, best to get a used vehicle inspection by a mechanic. That'll give you the most updated information on the, uh, the appropriateness of that car. But a Carfax is a good start. It's far better than nothing, and it will often tell you things you didn't know that you want to know. So if you go to, like, you know, Lenny's Corner Lot, and you're buying a car, and uh, no offense, Lenny, but, you know, you go to Lenny's Corner Lot, and they don't give you a Carfax, just fine, just call Frontier. Give them the VIN, they'll give you a Carfax. And then you can decide on the base of that information whether you're getting a good deal or not from Lenny. So why would Frontier do that? Because they can. Because it'll help you make better decisions. That's it. Does it benefit them? They're not, they're not you know, you're going to buy the car from Lenny or somebody else, whatever, but it's a way for them to help. That's it. So when I say Frontier Motors has been serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway, I mean that. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Take in a brown bag lunch with the Pensacola Opera next Tuesday. The free show starts at noon and runs about 45 minutes at the Opera Center. PensacolaOpera.com for more information. Join in the Pensacola Chamber's Women in Business Coffee Get Together Friday morning at the Pensacola Chamber office. The Women in Business Council promotes women at all levels in the workplace. PensacolaChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Stream us online at NewsRadio923.com or download the NewsRadio Pensacola app. Here's our procedure. Wait a minute, Chief. Isn't this top security? Yeah. Well, shouldn't we activate the cone of silence? song oh it's one of my favorite renditions walking on the moon yeah the police song who's doing that it's a it's a guy named kaz haley who was a contestant on america's got talent and oh it's fantastic he almost won that year and yeah i love this version of walking on the moon 725 on news radio 92.3 oh somebody says uh i sometimes forget to tell you the most important bit somebody says can you post that video of the woman giving the presentation on your facebook page done already done yeah studio 850 did a really good job of uh covering that in its entirety so that is up on our facebook page if you want to watch it for yourself uh we'll get to dave in a second candy's got traffic on a five uh good news is we're not showing a lot this morning as far as uh, accident wise Uh, north palafox and east nine mile reported a vehicle crash a little while ago but it looks like that road is clear now certainly if you see an accident or you have traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy now to david wayne in the newsroom with our headlines david the white house expected to make an announcement today about sending tanks to Ukraine. This is a victory for countries like the UK that have been saying Ukraine needs to be allowed to go on the offensive, that the only way to force President Putin to the negotiating table is to allow Ukraine to win more territory. 
And no delivery date has been announced. Ukrainian troops would still need to be trained on how to operate and maintain the tanks. Germany's also agreed to send some over. Uh, Senator Jack Reed wants the Federal Trade Commission to examine egg prices and why they're rising so high. The Rhode Island Democrat wrote a letter to the FTC. He's demanding they investigate whether egg retailers are price gouging. Mm -hmm. And there's a... uh, By the way, that's the claim that the egg... Farmers, manufacturers, whatever you want to call them. That's what they say is that the companies are not buying their eggs and they're deliberately under uh, inventorying to jack up the prices. That's what they that's what I have heard their claims are. And if so, uh, I don't know. Cut off some fingers. I mean, that's like horrible. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Well, and Hormel has teamed up with a brewing company called Modest Brewing. They're releasing a unique beer. Uh, if it's I ins- hear chili beer anytime in the next two sentences, you've got me. Go on. Well, it is inspired by Hormel's chili cheese dip. Uh-huh. Uh, it's available online at the Hormel store. And connoisseurs say it pairs well with malt beverage fireball. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> For the- you got me. That's good. You've been waiting an hour for that joke. That's I have, good. yeah. That's it, for for those who didn't hear Bobby talking about this uh, yesterday, or the day before, um, or us talking about this this morning. That uh, Fireball whiskey is sometimes Fireball whiskey, and sometimes Fireball fake cinnamon whiskey flavored malt beverage at half the proof or less. And uh, they're getting sued over this in Kansas and elsewhere because. And I guess you you were actually telling me based on your vast personal experience in this realm that um, no that's accurate <laughs> that the some of the bars who aren't licensed to right. serve liquor right. will serve the fake yeah. fireball because uh, they can serve because that because they don't have the liquor right. license they have the yeah beer I believe license. that's why they created it because you know some states have bars with full liquor licenses and you know non like Florida where you've yeah. got your beer bars and your full bars. Yeah, they can. It's uh, malt beverage based, so they can still serve oh, it at the beer bar. That's why bars. they have it at the convenience yeah. that's stores. That's right. That's and that's oh. probably why it's. It, it, I am today. You're and old. of course, it keeps costs <laughs> keeps costs down too. You're like, oh, that's super cheap. There's a reason. But it can be deceiving because if you buy it at a gas station or something and you don't realize it's not the whiskey one, it's it's similar, but it's not the same. I would not. Probably I, you get into like side by side. Beckys I might be Roseanne. able to tell, but okay. David, thanks so much for the update. Oh, since we're kind of in this realm, I don't know. We're 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 like on the fourth tangent here, but it's fine. Um, I was in Illinois for the New Year for Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, and Illinois is a state where they do not have the two store approach to liquor. Like, you know, here when you go to the Publix or the Walmart or mm-hmm. whatever, you, you can go and buy your beer and your wine and, you know, your... Oh, and um, if you need liquor, you can but go if to you the need Publix liquor. But if you need actual alcohol, or, right. alcohol, liquor, you have to step outside and go into the sure. other store, or right? Or or any of those. Yeah, Sam's, they all have them. So yeah. I have always found this to be a crazy system. I oppose this system. I think that it's nuts, but, of course, we have it. And uh, I was back in, in... And I've lived here long enough that I have gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. And so when I was at, I think we were at Walmart, actually, um, for the day after Christmas specials or whatever, and um, I'm, I'm like walking through the store and I'm like, oh my God, here we are, all reunited in one nice area again. <laughs> you can buy your beer and your Truly and your Jack Daniels and your Johnny Walker, all right in the same place on in one cart. Oh, look at that. It's just so, it was so refreshing. I didn't actually buy any, but it was a refreshing feeling nonetheless. <laughs> I'll tell you what was a super, and honest to God, no exaggeration, I'm not being sarcastic at all, refreshing feeling, watching the video of the sailfish sign that is yeah. now operational. Oh, man. I got a, I got a note that uh, they were going to be testing it yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to fire it for like an hour and then turn it off and then do a, a real official unveiling today is kind of the plan. So I went there yesterday afternoon, 
And I talked to the guys who, uh, you know, own the place that made it, uh, Plastic Sign Arts. Our Plastic Arts Signs, I may have, have that backwards. Anyway. Plastic uh, Arts Thank sign. you, Plastic mm-hmm. Arts Sign. Uh, John Boulevard, Shipman is the Pensacola. owner. And they did the uh, Fish House sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was talking to them, and they were getting ready to put it on. They weren't going to have it on soon enough, so I couldn't stay. But um, I, I said, can you just text me when it's on? And he texted me, like, can you send me a video? Send me a video. I'm like, oh, oh so beautiful. <laughs> they should have said a poet. I just... <laughs> And it all works, and the sparkles yeah. work, and the progression works, and it's just, I didn't realize how much it would mean to me. Honestly, I'm not from here. I didn't grow up with it, but it really is satisfying. The sailfish sign is back on. We'll tell you about it right after Fox. Ukraine's getting new weapons to fend off Russia's invasion. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Tanks. Germany now says it will send some. And there are reports the U.S. will send powerful Abrams tanks we had said were too advanced and required too much training. Weeks of hesitation over whether to send powerful Leopard 2 tanks to the front lines caused frustration. Poland even threatening to send its own stock of the vehicles in breach of an agreement with the Germans. Germany's worry was getting drawn into conflict with Russia itself, but now feels more confident with the U.S. committing tanks too. Fox's Jonathan Savage. Now, Russia's upset over the tanks, calling the decision to send them extremely dangerous, taking the conflict to a new level. Twenty Republican-led states are suing the Biden administration again, again over the border, as Congressman Pat Fallon tells Fox. It's beyond a crisis. It's a a catastrophe in so much as we had never had a month in our history where we had 200,000 illegal border crossings. The states are trying to block a migrant parole program, allowing up to 30,000 of them to come to the U.S. from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, Venezuela. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. All right, it's 731. Still some weird technical glitches here because of our satellites. Uh, 731, 60 degrees, and clear skies right now. Actually, a a very beautiful morning here in Pensacola. Uh, As you've been hearing all morning, the drive to Pensacola Beach is a little bit better. The sailfish sign back up and running, and uh, Plastic Arts Sign Company owner John Shipman uh, says the work did have its challenges, though. Obviously, supply chain issues uh, that everybody's experiencing, and uh, weather has kind of affected us quite a bit. Really cold, really wet. Uh, when you're trying to paint and do things like that, it makes it really difficult. Of course, the uh, last sign was uh, claimed by Hurricane Sally, and uh, in 2018, Hurricane Ian claimed the life of the sign that was up since 2014. Uh, another jump in gas prices overnight. The national average is up to 3.48 a gallon today. The statewide average now that jumped from 3.48 yesterday to 3.56 today, and locally we're seeing our average prices at about 3.34 in Escambia, 3.39 in Santa Rosa. Local Lyft driver had to be taken to the hospital after being stabbed in the head by a uh, rider. On Tuesday, Scambia County Sheriff's Office says that happened on Tuesday morning. The suspect was River Austin Sewell, and Sewell had taken a lift to see his probation officer. On the ride back home, he allegedly stabbed the driver in the back of his head. Investigators say Sewell then ran from the car and broke into a business. That's where he was arrested. Deputies also say there was not any type of altercation or argument with the driver. Before this, it came out of nowhere. In the next couple of weeks, Pensacola's International Airport will be uh, starting on what's likely to be a multi-year modernization and expansion project. Mayor D.C. Reeves says the process starts later this month with uh, upgrading their current terminal. When we eventually have this new terminal, which will be such a game changer for us, knowing that we're bursting at the seams out at the airport, uh, what we don't want is, you know, when you go to airports and you see the beautiful new terminal and then, you know, the outdated, unkept old terminal. We don't want to find ourselves 
themselves in that situation. Last fall, Airport Director Matt Coughlin said they were hoping to complete the design and engineering of the new terminal this coming year. Uh, they're going to planning to break ground in 2024 or possibly 2025. And redeveloping the old Baptist hospital into affordable housing isn't likely to happen anytime soon. Uh, the city was recently informed they did not get selected for a series of federal tax credits. We're always going to look at every opportunity we have to support attainable housing in the community, uh, and that won't change. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, kind of getting, getting our feet back under us and reassess uh, what's the best next step forward. The mayor says that uh, the city was one of 52 applicants for a 9% tax credit, one of 46 for the lower 4% credit, and uh, he says it's not uncommon for governments to have to apply multiple times before they're selected. And Escambia County man uh, arrested for a bizarre burglary in Molino recently happened at a home on Highway 95A near the uh, Highland Baptist Church North Escambia reporting the woman had briefly left her home and walked to her son's home nearby. When she returned, the man was inside inside of her home. She left and got her son who returned to the home with her, but they found the doors locked and the stranger reportedly inside the home taking a shower. Escambia County deputies responded that they arrested 44-year-old Edward. Edward Boyette. Florida judge says the parents of Gabby Petito are going to be able to add the lawyer that represented suspected killer Brian Laundry and his parents to their civil suit. Attorney Pat Riley says uh, his clients were hurt when Stephen Bertolino expressed the hope that Petito would be found alive on behalf of Laundry and his parents. Our position is that both Mr. Bertolino and the Laundries knew that she was deceased at the time that that statement was made. And Petito's parents are already suing Laundry's parents, claiming they hid the truth. That lawsuit starts in August. 735, it's News Radio 923, and Candy has a look at your traffic on the fives. Right, and uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Certainly use caution, as you know, wherever you are. We were watching uh, an accident. It looks like a, a little bit earlier on 29 and 9 mile, but it looks like that has been moved off to the side. Uh, not showing any problems. 437-1620. You can always text if you see those accidents or slowdowns. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. And right now, let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. Winds are going to be elevated today after that front move through through the overnight hours. High wind warning in effect as well as a high surf warning as windy conditions will create some high surf across the area beaches. We are going to be seeing temperatures around 65 degrees for your high but dropping through the rest of the day. Overnight tonight temperatures dropping near low 40 degrees. As you go into Thursday, sunny skies return with a high near 56 and Thursday night temperatures dropping near 36 degrees. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 736, 59 right now. Beautiful conditions outside. Sunshine, it is uh, 59 in Pensacola, 60 in Gulf Breeze, 60 in Milton. Your next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. with your money now. Paramount Global's discussing rebranding at Showtime cable channel Paramount Plus with Showtime and stocking the network with content from its Paramount Plus streaming service. The Wall Street Journal says the moves are part of the entertainment company's plan to combine the Paramount Plus and Showtime streaming service into a single platform. The company is betting the changes will act as an incentive for the cable and satellite providers that carry the Showtime channel to agree to Paramount's plan. International Paper says 
says it has struck a deal to divest from a lucrative Russian pulp business, the latest U.S. company to leave Russia since Moscow invaded Ukraine. Western businesses have faced pressure to sever ties with Russia since last year's invasion, even if doing so costs them billions of dollars and cuts off important streams of cash. IP executives said they would exit Russia soon after the war broke out, but it's taken nearly a year to disentangle the Memphis-based forest products company from its Russian interests. That's your money now. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Wake up with Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News from 5 to 9. Then, it's Lifestyle Talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk from 9 to 11. Talk politics and current events with Brian Kilmeade from 11 to 1. Become debt-free with Dave Ramsey from 1 to 4. Then, drive home with Bobby Rossi and Pensacola right now from 4 to 7. On News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. If we don't get forced to use a different song, we have definitely found the DC Reeves bumper music. <laughs> That's fantastic and a great Christian contemporary band. Uh, DC Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola. He was this last week in DC, so it was double DC. Uh, DC, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir, and welcome back home. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back on. I appreciate you having me. Always. So uh, first thing, how was the trip to D.C.? You were in the room with President Biden, and uh, I assume it was a very educational experience, all of the different things that you got to learn? Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it was, it was really a, a great experience, not only from, a, you know, you're a, you're a new mayor in a, in a community um, and getting to meet, you know, mayor of every large city that in the United States that was there, other mayors in the state of Florida, um, you know, obviously that, you know, that could be a great resource moving ahead for any mayor uh, to be able to get someone on the phone who knows where you are, knows where you've been. Um, but as, further than that, you know, right now there, there's uh, some really interesting times and in being a mayor in the United States in that this, uh, you know, bipartisan infrastructure bill is on its way. Um, it's why we're getting our grants office going, our economic development office going. Uh, you know, really at the perfect time um, because, you know, Pensacola's got to be in the game, uh, you know, with this grant funding, um, with building these relationships. And so um, I, I think it was very fruitful um, uh, with conversations. And, and I'll tell you this, what I've been telling everybody since I've been back is I don't care if you're Pensacola, Florida, or you're Atlanta or Miami, 
Uh, does, whatever side, New York City, that I would tell you right now, the four biggest issues, I mentioned this in the press conference, it's fentanyl, it's recruitment and retainment of law enforcement, homelessness, and attainable housing. There is not one city that is not dealing with those issues, albeit in different ways. Uh, but um, we are all in this together in those four issues right now, I think, pressing across the United States. Well, no, I, I I can understand, and as, you know, as we see the news reports, that clearly seems to be the pattern across the country. And it, it's a weirdly reassuring thing to find out that you're not uniquely screwing everything up when you know, everybody's got the same set of problems, just like slightly different slices of it. Well, right? and and innovative solutions, right? Yeah, I mean, yep. You know, when you listen to the person who's in charge of of, of the battlefront of, of of combating fentanyl, or you get to listen to the attorney general talk to us about fentanyl, you know, I mean. When you're when you're on, you hear best practices and and you build again build relationships where you can call on someone. I'll, I'll give you an interesting example: the the uh, executive director of the interagency uh, intergovernment agency on homelessness in the United States of America is a guy whose brother lives in Pensacola, Florida. Huh. So I got his card and I said, "Man, I would love to pick your brain." You know, yeah. on, on someone who's you know leading the the entire effort on homelessness. Um, and so that's those, it's those types of, of touch points and interactions that, you know, when you're up there and you're meeting folks, is, can you know, can turn out to be really valuable. Uh, coming back here to home, uh, last week, city council had a vote that was a, there were two really tight votes. Uh, the one that caught my attention the most was the one on the tree planting trust fund. And though I heard the explanation given by the city, to me, if you penalize or require a fee out of people who cut down trees to go into a fund in order to plant trees and you then use that fund in order to cut down trees, that is a philosophical violation of the whole purpose of the fund. Even though I understand that you're cutting down and replanting, it seemed to me like a real misuse of the bulk of that fund that has not been used well for very long. That's the problem. But I wanted to give you a chance to respond and kind of explain why you had sure. asked for taking the $90,000 out of the tree planting trust fund. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things in play here. Number one, there is no better irony of government red tape than a fund of money that sits unused that's around the topic of planting trees. You know, the, the classic saying, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, the second best time is today. Yeah. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, this is the type of fund that should, we shouldn't be getting interest in the savings account on. Right. This is one that we should be extending to help our tree canopy. So, uh, you know, if, if this money, if I said, hey, look, let's figure out a way to to get caught up on, on hazardous trees that needed to be cut down and this fund was empty and we had to find another fund, uh, certainly that would be, I think, a good problem for the community to have because that means we're planting a lot of trees. Um, but you know, we've had a lot of inaction and you know, I'm trying to take some action. And, and as, as it pertains to why this use with this fund and if the oxymoron that you present, so to speak, why are you cutting down trees with a tree planting fund? Understand a couple of things. You know, we have one tree crew. There's a lot of qualifications that it takes, a lot of experience that it takes, and a lot of expense um, to have a tree crew. We have 40 trees. If you called me right now um, from your house and said, I've got a tree that's about to go on a power line, we've got about a two-year backlog, um, give or take, uh, it, unless it was obviously an emergency that, you know, um, you know, it gets prioritized. But we got a two-year backlog on these trees. So what when we have a tree crew going out every single day to handle these and we've let we've gotten ourselves underwater through the hurricane through covid through whatever the case may be we've gotten that we've gotten backlog 
what is our tree crew not doing? They're not taking care of our tree canopy every day. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, we had a legal opinion, both the council and myself with our city attorney to that effect, that this is a fund for maintenance. So this, this is to help maintain our tree canopy. So this was an effort for us to get out from under, you know, where right now, you know, are we pruning trees along the side to keep them healthy and growing? Because we got a 40, you know, tree backlog on the canopy. So, you know, I get it. You know, I get to the from the planting purists, uh, which I'm a huge supporter of. I mean, by the way, I mean, I, I know what tree canopies can do for economic development, local economies. And I use Savannah, Georgia as an example. Um, so I'm a huge proponent of that. I mean, I would love for us to get that money spent. Uh, on on planting and everything else. Um, well, let me let, I, I'm, day, let me ask you for a, 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 a sort of a pledge, but hang on just a second. Let me get before I get to that. Let's get traffic yeah, on the right. fives with candy. Um, it looks like all the roads are fine, not showing any problems. Speaking of tree canopies, looks like 12th is nice and clear um, all the way through. Text 437-1620 if you uh, have a traffic tip. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So I hear all of that, D.C. We're talking to D.C. Reeves, Mayor Pensacola. Here's what I would love to hear from you. Um, pledge me, if you can, that you're going to do your best to spend all the money in the tree planting trust fund down to zero with planting trees, and once that is done, find a way to put another eighty or ninety thousand dollars toward that effort, so that in the end, what we got was the full tree replanting trust fund in terms of trees actually planted in the city. Yeah, and, and look, I, what I'd say is, I mean, you could really go further than that and say what what our what our hope is is that. Um, that we can come up with other revenue streams to boost the tree planting trust fund. I mean, Absolutely. I said that during the campaign. I said, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm willing to find other ways to make that number larger. Um, and, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, how big is $390,000, whether this is spent or not, on, on really getting um, urgent on building our tree canopy? So will I do it in that exact form? I, you know, I'd obviously have to look into that. But what I would tell you is um, I am I – am, Hugely, uh, as I told former Councilwoman Myers, I am hugely uh, a proponent of, of building tree camping, knowing the value that it is. As a matter of fact, when I'm having meetings about how we're, you know, potentially redoing some streets, and I'm saying, well, that's not good enough for the tree camping, you know. I mean, because of how it's that. you on the that's, sidewalk. That's great, and I think that's All what that's, things, that's, so, that's that's probably know, would that's, that would, that's that would have been I'm helpful for people to hear. Of course, you couldn't be there because you were in D.C., but just to hear that right. kind of in spirit pledge that you know we're not trying to not plant trees. We just we're trying to get this money right now in a way we can find it and trust us. We're going to make this, which is great. One of the other things I wanted to ask you about, DC, is the um, uh, obviously the big recommendation list that came off your transition team. One that we talked about, we knew this was coming because Tommy Leiter had talked about this before, but one that came as his number four, he went a little bit above, uh, but his number four recommendation is red light cameras specifically at uh, 9th and Bayou or uh, Brent Summit, whichever name you call it by, um, 9th and Airport, and then Fairfield and Davis how interested are you in, ado- in adopting that recommendation? Um, I would say pretty interested. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, this is um, when you think about the amount of, I mean, number one, uh, one of our um, the biggest hurdles to um, public safety is, of course, traffic safety and, and injury fatalities um, with accidents. You go to a second layer of that, which is all of the labor time that our sworn officers, our firefighters are spending um, <clears throat> having to deal with these. And, you know, I, I know, I'm sure he mentioned, you know, one, one crash every 10 days are the three biggest ones. And you, can, you put all that together, it's one crash every three days. 
at just the three largest lights. So, you know, I mean, from a labor standpoint, from a, a public safety standpoint, something has to be addressed. And, and um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly going to entertain it that we did not, you know, finalize that at any point, but uh, we, we intend to, um, to investigate that and see that through. You know, I, of course, I, I want to learn more about how that's going to work. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not, this is not a gotcha. This is, we're not trying to say, you, you know, you will half an inch over the line. So, you know, here's a hundred and something dollar ticket. Right. What we want is we want to tell people, you, you know, you are, you, we are watching and we can actually enforce these intersections. I mean, which is something we can't really say with confidence right now. So, um, so yeah, we will pursue it. Um, you know, I'm no guarantee, but uh, it's something that we're definitely looking at. Very good. And now look, I'm in, I'm in support. I mean, all of the arguments make sense to me, especially the impossibility of policing those particularly those three intersections. Um, I did get a text in here. Somebody says, in fairness, the previous administration, the philosophy was if we can't afford to maintain the trees, we should be cautious about how we plant them. I love that. I love that you guys are working. Yeah. I mean, appreciate that. I love that you guys are working on a master plan for parks and recs with Adrian Stills, which is fantastic. All of that makes perfect sense to me. So, and I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted people to hear it from you because I know the conversation they did here would probably leave them with a bad taste. I knew you would have a better way of saying what your plan is. Final thing, we always like to end with a lightning round, and I think I have this right. You were in the room with President Biden. Was St. Augustine also in the room, the mayor, St. Augustine? Um, I'm not sure, but they. Uh, I think they were like six years or rows behind us. I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I want to know and is I wanted to make sure you were in the front row and they were not. Um, okay, so the true lightning round. Um, have you ever collected or do you now collect anything? And if so, what's the weirdest thing that you collect? Uh, no, not anymore. You know, I, I was a big baseball card um, kid. Okay, uh, that makes definitely. sense. Definitely, I had that. You know, I'm taking up a lot of real estate in my mom's attic, probably still somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, no, not really. You know what? I press passes. You know, from my journalism days. Oh, one of okay. The I get well, from my same. All right, the, spe- the special people permits. And, okay, all right, I got you. Um, <laughs> did you did you make off with anything from the White House? <laughs> Uh, so I brought Caroline a, um, you know, what everybody dreams of, which is one of those nice, fancy napkins from the bathroom. Nice. Uh, says, yes. Way to go. That's the way. All right. Yeah. Um, Mayor D.C. Reeves. I, I I'm sorry. What's that? What was, the, what was the last part there? We would have all done that, right? In Pensacola. Absolutely. I felt like I to make 100%. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. do it if I ever go to your house. That's that. <laughs> I've got Here, a napkin Darren, from D.C. Reeves bathroom. <laughs> a special monogram and everything. <laughs> D.C. Reeves, uh, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, great to have you on, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You bet. 752 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Laura and I really wanted something that was inviting. We didn't want the traditional stuffy jewelry store. We wanted it to be sort of coastal casual, sort of really inviting. A place that was fun, that people could come and enjoy and not feel like they were being pressured. And we were shocked when we were recognized as one of America's coolest stores in 2018. They said, you know, there's not a lot like this in the Southeast, much less Pensacola. And we're really proud of it.
Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm going to take this right foot and I'm going to whop you on that side of your face. And you want to know something? There's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do about it. Jack was, except I didn't want to wear cowboy boots. 7.53 on News Radio 92.3, informative local. That's a poor man's walking tall right there. It absolutely is. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The suspect in that Half Moon Bay mass shooting in California is scheduled to appear in court today. The 66-year-old man accused of killing seven workers at two farm sites. The motive hasn't been determined, but officials say the evidence points to a violent workplace incident. A vast majority of Americans approve of appointing a special counsel to investigate President Biden. That, according to a poll from CNN, says eight in 10 people want to know the circumstances of the documents. And a group of Republicans want to reinstate service members that were fired for not getting the COVID vaccine. Senator Ted Cruz also wants them to get back pay. There are thousands upon thousands of servicemen and women who fought for our country who Joe Biden and the Democrats wrongfully fired. And for the people that don't want their jobs back, the uh, Cruz-backed bill would change their status to show they were honorably discharged. Very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. 755 News Radio 923. Candy's got traffic on the five. This is brought to you by Top Supplies. They're in Milton on Highway 90 and Highway 90, not showing any slowdowns or delays. Longleaf, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest, and Blue Angel Parkway Community Drive also not showing any accidents this morning. Caution wherever you are. Top Supplies featuring freezers and refrigerators and dishwashers and ranges and washers and dryers from GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and more. Top Supplies, again, Highway 90 in Milton, which is also clear. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, somebody texts in and says, uh, uh, let's see, why can't, uh, let's see, what was it? There were a couple of different texts here I wanted to read. One was uh, about the, if you don't trim and maintain the tree canopy, then you wind up damaging equipment that goes under, fire trucks, sanitation, that kind of stuff, which is true. 100%. Uh, that is true. Um, this isn't so much about maintaining that's kind of a separate issue but fair enough that you know if trees fall uh, that can be a problem somebody says why can the city not subcontract private tree trimmers to reduce the backlog well that's exactly what this is going to do um in fact because they haven't had the equipment or the personnel to get up to date they do about 15 trees a year and because they haven't had the stuff to do it they're two years behind that's why the 30 tree list so they are exactly contracting it out, which is why it costs more, and that's why they, you know, they booked the ninety thousand dollars or so. Four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. What else do we have going on? Um. Oh, I, this was, you know, sometimes you just see stuff that's completely wild, and maybe you don't even know exactly what to do with it. That's the following story. Um, story from the BBC, and it was a study on why people, some people have such a difficult time telling their left from their right. Now, this to me is one of those, I knew it, but I'm, I knew it because my own wife, I know, has a challenge with this. Like, to me, you go left, it's that way. What hand is that? It's the left hand. With her, she has to think a little bit about it, and even... Um, I have to do She this. has a technique. You know, the L is one mm-hmm. technique, or I know she's got like a bump on one of her hands that she has to like rub the bump to remind her that that's the left. And you might think, oh, my God, people, yeah, one in six. I'm one of those. One in six people have a challenge telling the difference from their left and right innately. 
Yeah. Up, down, front, back. Nobody has a trouble with that, apparently. But it's left and right because of symmetry and because when you turn around, it's the other way around. And the reason this matters is not just for, you know, some people just having the challenge of having to have a process for it. But, for example, think of the applications. Which leg is supposed to be operated on? That's a good why, point. Why do surgeons, you know, why do these mistakes get made? Well, because some surgeons are part of the one-sixth. Because, um, no, you know. I never thought about you, it like that, like other people. Because people <laughs> who have to do things that have serious consequences might get it wrong, might not have that just innate, intuitive, can't be mistaken about it distinction between a left and a right. I mean, if you've got any kind of a mechanism, then there's a possibility for error, right? So in uh, 2020, researchers found that about 15% of people rate themselves as insufficient when it comes to identifying left and right. Half of the 400 participants in a study they did said they have to rely on some kind of a hand-related strategy to identify left from right. So they, so you say, you know, where's your left, and you know, or go left, and they have to stop. Or, I mean, they probably do it pretty quickly, but there's a kind of a pause to check the mechanism that they have learned to do, which is to me, you know, I find this unfathomable. Like, you say left, right, it's very, it's instant for me, and I know I'm in the lucky group, right? But just like you tell me, you know, what's six times eight? I'm like, it's 48. Other people are like, what's six times eight? Well, you know, if you carry the, and you do, you know, they, they have to produce it. They have to manufacture it. They have to compute it, calculate it. Same thing with left and right. Some people have to do that. And anytime somebody has a system where they have to do that and don't know it innately, then there's the possibility of making mistakes. But the good news is you can teach it to kids if you focus on it. It's something you don't even think you have to focus on. But you can increase the capability to immediately identify left and right among like five to seven-year-olds. And they internalize it pretty quickly. And then they kind of know it better for the rest of their lives. So it's a small thing you wouldn't... And again, if you're a innate distinguisher you wouldn't think to teach it because you don't think it's something anybody can get wrong but they can go back listen on air at 92.3 95.3 and am 1620